edition of Miserable and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan and Ryan because Dustin is on vacation. Uh, be sure to check out the website miserable-reckless.com for blog and merch, and be sure to give us five stars and a great review wherever you get your podcast. This one is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon. All right, let's jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ryan, kick it off. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of uh, whole lot of bad or ugly, so I'm going to work backwards. Um, if you guys had gotten me last week, uh, that would have been a whole lot worse, uh, bad and ugly. But um, um, the good news is is now that the NCAA tournament's over, and Logan, I don't know if I'm on the other podcast, if you, did you guys announce a winner? Yeah, so uh, the winner of the tailgate season bracket challenge was we're trying to track the guy down. Um, We mentioned him on this week's episode, and we're going to have to try to DM him on Twitter. But it's somebody we don't know. It's somebody named AT underscore Reiner was the um, ended up being the ultimate winner, scored over a thousand points in the thing and had UConn pick correctly as the champion. Awesome. So a listener won some free swag. That that was me, by the way. I I won. What do I I get? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do, I get, do i get like a case of bud light or something <laughs> whatever's available on the uh miserable-reckless.com slash shop merch uh, site <laughs> so all right so so we are now officially um for those that can't see me and morgan happen to be wearing the same shirt it says april in the master's letters we are now not in march anymore we are now in april um which means i hope for my ugly that we are done watching b-ball with my friends um that commercial was atrocious i know willie nelson was in it but but really sick of seeing chuck barkley and his fake truck singing with jennifer garner about how they're watching b-ball um nobody says b-ball ever and i just uh, i hated that commercial so i hope we're done with it that's my ugly i said i was working backwards um my bad i don't i don't really have a bad um, so I'm just going to keep it with all goods. Uh, I had a bad, I guess last week and I'll, I'll re I'll recycle the, um, the, uh, Marty Smith joke that he did on, um, Marty McGee last Saturday, he referred to himself as, uh, Morgan Pollen as opposed to Morgan Wallen <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, I was down and out for the count last week with all the pollen that's in the area. Um, it's just, it's, it, it doesn't always get me every year. So, um, we didn't record last week, uh, for a variety of reasons, but I guess that could be my bad, but let's keep it good. Um, this is, as we know, um, when the, uh, uh, March madness ends on Monday night, uh, Jim Nance gets to do his thing. And then Jim Nance gets to go do his thing. Um, his real thing, uh, which is on Wednesday through Sunday, he gets to be at the masters, which is in Augusta. For those that don't know, we've definitely talked about it on the past uh, podcasts and things like that. But every April, it seems it rolls around um, with one exception in 2020. And uh, it's just an exciting time of year for for me. For some reason, um, I just I felt an affinity towards it. Um, and so I'm really excited that it's the Masters week this week. We're recording this on Thursday night. So we've got round one under our belt. Um, incidentally, speaking of allergies, for those that didn't uh that didn't know this i had never heard this before uh do you got logan morgan do you guys have any clue why jim nance is always in butler cabin no apparently it started be um because of his allergies 
he couldn't do all four days in in uh in the stand in 18 and so they moved him it was like a reprieve for him he could move inside to butler cabin and do the interviews that scott van pelt was doing today so uh, i don't know if that's if that's true or not but uh mad, mad respect to jim nance for somehow using his allergies to get the most <laughs> on the golf course um and then the only other thing i'll point out for this week for the good is uh did you guys get a chance to see Scotty Scheffler's menu? Uh, I don't think the, I saw that. I've been watching off and on at work, but I didn't. I didn't get to see everything. So for the for the champions dinner, so that the the winner of the year prior gets to host a champions dinner on Tuesday night. For the record, I mean, at us, <laughs> if you get the way I'm saying that, if I'm wrong, but I believe it's the most exclusive dinner, certainly in all sports, probably. And, you know, it's right up there in the world. I think I know where you're going with this. Because you can't, you can't buy your way into this. No. Um, you got to be a champion of the Masters. And uh, so it's pretty cool. Like the guys get to wear the green jackets. You get it. So Scotty Shepard gets, gets the jacket for a year, right? He gets to wear it wherever he wants, take it wherever he wants. And then it gets put in the closet at his locker at the Masters. And the only time you get to wear it is when you're back on campus or like on the, on the uh, grounds, like you said. So on Tuesday night, all the champions gathered together, including both live golfers and uh, PGA golfers. And I appreciate it because one of our midst is in Myrtle Beach. I appreciated Mr. Scotty Scheffler's Myrtle Beach menu, which I can only assume was ripped from the uh, headlines or from the, from the menu of like what, like a Dick's or something. What's, what's, <laughs> what's a famous like seafood place down there? But uh, he served cheeseburger sliders. This is at the Masters. Cheeseburger sliders, firecracker shrimp, uh, tortilla soup, which screams Applebee's, uh, <laughs> Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish, and then he served a warm chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know, man. Like, if you have access to the Masters and you have access to their money, I, I kind of appreciate the low keyness of it. Like, what do you want? Steak or fish? And then you get a cookie after you have a little bit of soup. Uh, I, I am told that he, he also, his, his buddies tequila. Um, it's a good friend of his. Apparently they, they all enjoyed a little tequila at a time too. So there was an aperitif there. So nothing really, but good things here. I'm happy that Jennifer Garner and her stupid commercial are off the TV and it's, it's master's week for me and my, and my pollen has, has, uh, left my system. So all, all, all good here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quick. I don't really have a whole lot uh, to share for the podcast, but I, I do. Um, I will speak for probably what Dustin would say if he were here. First bad is my niece is sick while they're on vacation. So they got to enjoy half the week. And then the other half, poor girl has a uh, strep throat. <laughs> hopefully she feels better, especially by Saturday when I'll hopefully, you know, get to see her a little bit on their way, traveling back through. Uh, so I hope, hope she feels better. Um, and then the good is, uh, you know, I get to go home, see family for Easter this weekend. And, you know, obviously the Masters is on, so I'll be watching that. And uh, a good buddy and of mine, my younger brother's best friend, gets married on Saturday. So, you know, it's good that he's getting married, good that I get to share the day with him there. But, you know, the Masters is on, bro. He could pick a di- different time. But congrats to Cole on his, his wedding this Saturday. So. That 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 covers it for me for this week, Morgan. I'd say I got a good, great, and ugly. So um, 
My good is being uh, Crystal was in Brooklyn this past week. So daddy had uh, daddy daycare going rocking for two and a half days and happy to say nobody was hurt. Nobody is crying. No scratches. No timeouts. Everyone behaved. And it was it was great. So um, totally good. And then uh, my great next week we get to do our walkthrough of the house that we bought. So uh, we're looking at being closing on the seventeenth of this month. So <laughs> eleven days. I, I'm going to be giving the keys to a house. I can do the hell I want. I can paint every damn room black if I want to. <laughs> do weird crap. Who knows? Um, then my ugly would be the uh, the officiating in the LSU Virginia Tech women's Final Four game. Um, after watching, after paying attention to some of the final gaming, hearing the comments and reviews after that. It was safe to say that uh, I think a certain amount of people wanted LSU to win the whole damn thing at the end. Um, because that calls in that game against Virginia Tech was really one-sided. And I don't really watch much basketball, nor do I watch much college women's basketball, but I know enough to know that uh, uh, that game went one way. So... Um, glad it's over but uh yeah that's my ugly so yeah kim mulkey the i think that's her name lsu women's coach you know she definitely should have been teed up once or twice and got away with it somehow uh but you know there might be something to what you're saying morgan about the officiating because the refs will admit when they retire they know who's supposed to win yeah rick rick miss rick flair and her outfit from that game yeah (laughs) yeah all the fringes (laughs) Yeah, she knows she was doing. <laughs> she can't look. Hey, she came from Baylor, so that says something right there. True. <laughs> Shady, yeah, but that's all right because uh, Tech's returning all their players for next year. So, um, which my double ugly would be they have the the pre rankings and Tech, who was a one seed, won the ACC championship, is not even in the top ten. So the disrespect right there that that the sports media continues to have on Virginia Tech as a whole, all around in every sport, continues today. So that's okay. Do you know the two schools? I know we know one of them. Do you know the two schools in the Power Five conferences that do not have a national championship? Yes, it's Kansas State, Kansas State, and Virginia Tech. Yep. <laughs> And Virginia Tech was that that close because they would have that the tech the team that Tech had with a little bit more rest they would have dismantled Iowa. No disrespect to them, but Tech was a better team than LSU for ninety percent of that game, and they would have dismantled Iowa. Iowa was, was and it was she was really impressive. Caitlin Clark is who I'm speaking about, yes. but Iowa was a one woman team. Exactly. Uh, Whereas Tech had two women that could shoot. So whatever, I don't care. Well, yeah, I, I feel was, you, man. <laughs> I was watching to see if Virginia Tech would get the chance to go to the championship, but oh well. I certainly was watching for what's their face's outfit. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I will say, shout out college women's basketball because this was the um, most watched college women's game of all time, and it drew more viewers than the highest rated NBA game this year. 
They expect uh, and they expect it to trend in the next season. Uh, keeping up with Iowa, apparently they had to stop ticket sales for a hot minute because so many people were trying to buy tickets for next season. Wow. They had to say their their sales department didn't know what to do and couldn't keep up with it. Talking about being in the uh, era of everyone gets a participation trophy too, oh, like God. the first lady. The first lady talked about having both Iowa and LSU visit the White House, and then to their credit for both of them, like uh, LSU's one of their star players tweeted, "This has to be a joke." And then the Iowa player Caitlin Clark, she uh, said that you know as much as she appreciates it, she doesn't feel that the runner-up should be invited to the White House. <laughs> It should be just the team that wins because, you know, if you're going to invite the loser, why not invite all 68 teams at that point to just make a trip through the White House? There has to be some type of specialty for the the team that actually hoists the trophy. I, I She should have just kept her mouth shut and they should have stuck to just the original uh, um, winner goes to the White House and runner-up, thank you, we'll see you next year. Yeah, like you should not be inviting both both teams, man. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, politicians on both sides of the aisle are awful when it comes to their sports takes, and when they ask them, they're because they're they try to like have the most canned answer ever, that not to offend anyone because they don't want to offend constituents, and then like you ask them who what su- what superhero would they want to be, they all say Superman. Let's just stop asking them those questions because it's all fake. <laughs> But either way, shout out women's college basketball. Um, all right, let's uh, shift gears, throw it over to Ryan to discuss, you know, a tr- tradition unlike any other. Yeah, I didn't have a whole lot to to talk about here. Um, I kind of already covered a little bit of it in the good, bad, and the ugly. But obviously, we're recording on, uh, as I already told you, recording on Thursday night. Um I would say it's safe to say that the three of us at least at least catch a little bit of it. I mean, I, I I would guess that I'm watching a, a decent amount if I can. Uh, Logan, for the record, on Saturday it's a hundred percent chance of rain, so you may get lucky with your uh, ill-timed uh, buddy's wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully there will be some rain. It'll be a rainy night in Georgia. Um, I would say that the three of us that are on here um, definitely. Uh, Watch at least a little bit of it for sure. Recording in there we go. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> that had some Lou Gehrig effect on it today, today, today. <laughs> I was trying, uh, sorry, I, I, I logged in on my iPad so I could access my notes on my phone. You're fine. You're fine. All good. So, <coughs> three, two, one. So, anyways, um, yeah. So it's 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 definitely something that the three of us have have certainly watched. Um, I know I've watched uh, in, in the past with Morgan. I used to have a thing in, when we lived in Wilmington where we try and uh, at least at least I would with various people. But I know that we've gone down. Um, it always seemed that the Masters in Wilmington, for whatever it's worth, and uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, it always seemed to um, be at the same time at either as Easter or as the Azalea Festival. Um, and the Azalea Festival in Wilmington is kind of a big deal. Everybody gets all dressed up. It's like a Kentucky Derby for Wilmington. 
And so everybody kind of finds their way down to this waterfront bar called Dockside. Um, all of us have obviously been there, um, including Logan when we were down there uh, last time. And uh, it's a it's a nice bar. It doesn't it doesn't it's not a dive, but it's also not the nicest uh, place in the world. And everybody can kind of hang out there. And so people definitely do get trashed because um, they've been drinking about 10 a.m. But it's a fun way to uh, on on the Friday. You're kind of you're kind of at the end of the work week, and um, that's kind of starts the Azalea Day weekend. And uh, so where I'm kind of uh, going with this is is what does that have to do with Augusta? Well, absolutely nothing. But how do you learn to love a golf tournament or how do you grow to have an attachment to it well there's generally a memory or something like that so that's kind of where it started for me um obviously growing up my grandparents watched golf and stuff like that but where it kind of connected for me was in wilmington and so now every year when it rolls around it just so happens that both in um north carolina is a little ahead of schedule but in north carolina virginia maryland it's right around the time when the flowers are blooming and everything else um uh and so you know it's 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 you kind of feel like the winter's over. We're in April now, March, even with March Madness being a, uh, being a tournament that happens in March. Right. So it's, it's still kind of a winter sport. So I don't know for a variety of different reasons. It's, it's important to me. It's important to a lot of people. Um, the guys on Marty and McGee, uh, were referring to it last Saturday as do Disneyland. <laughs> because, if you take your kids somewhere, right, and you take them to Disney World, then of course they're all excited to see Mickey and stuff like that. It's basically the same reaction that uh, what I'll call the golf bro crowd has when they see Tiger Woods. Or um, the only other thing I'd say about the Masters that people may not realize, and um, and then I'll kind of shut up after that. But people may not realize the traditions that are there. It's not just like gimmick that Jim Nance says. Like for example. Um, you can't bring a cell phone into the masters. So for the amount of money that you pay for a ticket or for being as lucky as you get with, with getting them through a lottery, which is the only way that tickets are, are given out. And then of course they hit the secondary market, but with the amount of money that you pay for being there, it is kind of fascinating to think about the fact that in 2023, you cannot have a cell phone. So your memories are what your memories are. And they'll take, yeah. a, they'll take a photo for you. Now you can bring a camera, which I know is a very old fashioned concept. You can bring an actual camera, but you cannot bring a cell phone. You can't bring other electronic devices like laptop, um, anything like that. And then they have very specific rules about what you can dress like, which is generally like a collared shirt or, or basically what you would have to wear on a golf course. Um, jeans are absolutely positively not allowed under any circumstances. And then they also have rules about how you can't walk or, or sorry, you can't run. You got to walk. I mean, it is designed to be like it was for better or worse. Like a lot of things in the South, it is designed to be like it was a hundred years ago. So when Dwight D. Eisenhower, who was a member of this club was playing there, um, it's pretty much the same way as it is in 2023. And that includes the cost of meals, which they have the famous sandwiches, egg salad, pimento, et cetera. They're all like a buck 50. Um, there's a guy that was walking through the line today. Uh, and I, the gimmick was, and we did this uh, a couple, a couple years ago on our podcast, but the gimmick was he had 20 bucks to spend. How was he going to spend it? And it was hysterical to watch him buy nine different things. And of course he's, he's a, he's a, he's a little bit of a heftier guy. So he was self-aware and kind of making fun of that. He's like, well, I'm starting with the, I think he said he was starting with the tree straws or something. 
and then he moved on to the chocolate chip cookie. And then he had a beer in there, which the fact that the man bought eight things, including a beer and got out of there for 2150 is pretty solid. So, <laughs> once you get in, you're fine. Now, God forbid you want to try and buy a hat. The, those will run you about a hundred bucks. I think some of the pullovers I was looking at today are about 300 or $400 and everybody just pays it because, um, well, it's it's the only place you can get it unless you're buying stuff off of eBay. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, Morgan, we've 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 watched it in the past. What do you you got the April shirt on right now? You got any thoughts or anything that I missed? No, I think you covered it, man. So I saw something interesting about the line, the merchandise line at the Masters, and what they do in in sales this weekend. Yeah. So for this weekend, they're going to do roughly about $70 million in merch sales just this week. That's $10 million a day, $1 million an hour, $16,000 a minute, and $277 every second. It's just oh crazy. God. I believe it, especially with some other prices. If you go uh, – well, first of all, you should go to Miserable and Reckless uh, shop, and you, you we're, we're much cheaper compared to the masters sure. and you should buy your merch there first get that and out we may the- we may have some new golf themed miserable and reckless stuff hitting the shop soon great perfect but when you're done with our uh, uh how should we call it um uh reasonably priced merch then if you would like <laughs> to have a heart attack Make your way over to mmogolf.com and you will see the ridiculous places. If you would like a $75 Christmas ornament, feel free. It is made by Smathers and Branson, so only the classiest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. Logan, you want to run through the leaderboard because people probably actually care about the golf as opposed to all the other crap around it. Yeah, and I'm going to apologize if I butcher some of these dudes that are have names from other countries that I may not be getting right. But tied for first, we have uh, Victor Hovland. I'm assuming that's correct. Yeah, um, uh, John Rahm, Brooks Kepka. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Who's Cameron Young? Cameron Young. Uh, was it Jason Day? Um, there. That's the top. Basically, the top five for you. Um, now, as I like to do with anything. Let's, the Tiger watch, he was like, uh-huh. I believe, plus one or, or two today. So he's all the way down as tied for 54th. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just pulling for Tiger to make the cut <laughs> this year. But, um, but yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that rounds out roughly the top five for you within playing for a purse of $15 million. So for Tiger to make the cut, he needs to be 50th or better, or he needs to tie for 50th or better. So he's at 54 right now after the first day. All right. Where's Tanya Hardnack with the crowbar? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. What happened to him? How did four people all get busted in the kneecap? (laughs) (laughs) And there's, there's no video of it because cell phones are not allowed. Yeah, true. I fell down the stairs. <laughs> I, uh, you, you led me into it. I guess there's one other thing we'll cover and it'll be very brief because I don't want to be that media. If you get the way I'm saying this, if you turned it on and all this week, you probably had to hear about the live golf thing. 
I don't know that we've touched on it too much. There's a, a, a group of golfers that branched off. They got paid a lot of money to branch off. And objectively speaking, the golf is less hard and more entertainment over there. It is it is interesting that they were allowed to compete at the at the um, Masters this week, which is kind of an interesting thing. And it will be interesting. Uh, Brooks Kepka is one of them, and he's tied for first. It will be interesting to see how they compete with these guys because the narrative, whether or not it's true or not, I don't know, and we'll find out. But the narrative is that their competition was um, less stringent or less diligent. So we'll see how those guys fare throughout the week. But Morgan, if uh, somebody was going to get taken out in the kneecaps, it'd probably be a lift guy. Just saying. <laughs> it, it's interesting because, like, the way Liv goes about it versus PGA, it's almost, and this kind of segues into something that I forgot to mention at the top of the show. Uh, it's kind of like the difference in UFC versus WWE. There's a lot more of an entertainment, like, um, uh, emphasis placed with Liv, which <laughs> kind of transitions into the big news that actually happened. Um, over the weekend was announced on Monday was UFC and WWE are now one company. They uh, Vince McMahon uh, has kind of, you know, he went away because of his like allegations and his scandal we went through. He took a few months off, found a way to come back, re- replace some board members. He, he still owns the majority shares of WWE, even though they're a uh, public company. Then uh, they, they started pursuing a sale. He's 77 years old. The parent company of UFC, he has a 23-year business relationship with. Endeavor owns UFC, and now they own WWE, and they were going to be merging and in, uh, into a brand-new company that will be traded on the um, New York Stock Exchange with the initials TKO. So uh, the same there, – there is probably going to be a lot more cross-promotion going on between UFC and WWE, and their their valuation was – at together was like something crazy, like 21 billion with a B dollars. So it's groundbreaking news just from like the fighting and sports entertainment world. But also I never thought I'd see the day that Vince McMahon uh, sold his company. He's still going to be executive uh, vice president of the company. And as of for the next year, at least they say there's going to be no real changes made, but definitely going to be interesting. How did he come back after getting pushed out? He still, he owned the majority of the, so Vince McMahon, this is actually um, like as a quick sidebar, he's probably one of the most interesting business cases that's ever existed because he bought the company for $1 million from his dad in 1982. He, they had some ups big time during the eighties, real low point during the uh, mid nineties, got real big again in the late nineties and they went public. Uh, in 1999, but he was able to facilitate and split the shares in the A and B um, type of like availability to buy stock. And he and his family owned like at one point over 70% of the, the vote holding shares. So even though it went public, he still completely controlled the company. Absolutely genius and made tons of money off of it. And then, you know, with him still controlling that aspect of it, he was able to work his way back into the board and replace two people who were against him on the board with big man loyalists. And that set the stage for the big sale. That's even bigger than the 99 um, going public the, big sale. to endeavor. This reminds me of like the end of the, uh, the, the Batman begins when uh, um, Bruce Wayne comes back into owning the company again and kicks out the board member who tried to push him yeah. out. 
like yeah. just, just wanna, it's all technical but what, what what matters here is that my company is you're safe <laughs> <laughs> that's a good analogy <laughs> so morgan stream is like well I, I don't have my job anymore i got your job <laughs> didn't you get the memo <laughs> <laughs> There's a, obviously, a, and if you want to Google it, you can, but there's obviously a dark side and a, some sketchy parts of Vince McMahon. But in terms of being a business visionary and being ahead of the curve on so oh, yeah. many things between cable news, cable news, cable TV, pay-per-views, things like that, and then also direct-to-consumer, he was about 10 years ahead of most people on creating a network for all the content that they had had over the years. The man has, is a fascinating case study for, you know, making money and making a business and to a uh, multi-billion dollar um, enterprise because they, their valuation in this sale was $6.3 billion. And Ooh. as recently as the um, early 2000s, he was not a billionaire. He is mm-hmm. So there's an opportunity for uh, the Washington football team to get sold. Because you know, <laughs> you see today. <laughs> That's fair enough. I should not bring that up in April. I'm sorry, America. That's an NFL. We get enough. <laughs> All right, Morgan, I'm going to throw it over to you for the uh, This is Sports Center Bracket Challenge. All right. Right back to bracket. All right. So, all right. So, we are at the Elite Eight with the four regions being mascot mischief. Anchors and Americans, locker room behavior, and on campus. And so what we're going to do tonight is, because next week we're going to go into our final four, we're going to round out each uh, region before we move on to the next one. So we're going to start with Mascot Mischief. And first up is number eight, the New Jersey Devil Elevator commercial versus a mascot stung Bobby Labonte's race car and doing donuts in the parking lot after being paid off by none other than Mr. Rich Eisen. So this is a tough one, but as I said at the beginning of this, and, and, and I said Angle knows this better than anybody, the New Jersey Devil Elevator, every time this one comes on, it just cracks me up. And quite honestly, I completely kind of forgot at one point about the Bobby Labonte one. So for me, it's it's gonna be the New Jersey Devil because there's not much content to it. It's just hey, going up. He just devil just shakes his head and the guy hops right back off the elevator. So I'm gonna have to roll with number eight, New Jersey Devil elevator. Logan, I'm with you on that because the New Jersey Devil elevator commercial was one of my favorites of all time. It's so simple. There doesn't real. There's no dialogue that's even needed yep. for you to understand it. Um, so yeah, that one gets gets my vote as well. Brian, yeah, actually, I was going to go with this one too as the eight seed, and the reason why is simple. I would be the same as the gentleman in the commercial. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I'm superstitious, but anytime you're getting on an elevator and it's going down with the devil, uh, I would hop right back off that elevator. <laughs> so yeah, I'd go with the eight seed. The elevator uh, over the over over the NASCAR commercial. All right. Next up, we got um, in the same mascot mischief category. We have David Ortiz trying on the Yankees hat. Well, not he's trying to show um, Jorge how to uh, get his brim just right on, on his hat on his head, and while he's walking by, and you know, just 
like freaks out like a Ortiz just flipped to the dark side and he's going up against the number two seed Jimmy Johnson who is taking a pickaxe to the uh, speed bumps at the ESPN headquarters in Connecticut and because obviously you know NASCARs can't go over speed bumps <laughs> Captain Obvious there but um, once again you know, while while the NASCAR one is funny, um, the David Ortiz one being also a Red Sox fan, but it just it, it it's a little bit funnier with the mascot being involved and uh, dropping the tapes and just freaking out, saying, "Nah, I'm at, we're done." He's like, "Wally," so um, I gotta go with David Ortiz on this one, Logan. You know. Uh... I'm kind of with you again. I, this is another one of my favorites of all time, just with the Yankees Red Sox rivalry involved yeah. in that. And then, you know, uh, Jorge and Big Poppy sitting there, and then he puts on the Yankees hat. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, angle. I'd like to go on record and say that I was going to vote for the Jimmy Johnson speed ball because it's one of my favorite commercials. And this is before I started watching NASCAR because I immediately. It's one of those like the New Jersey Devil Elevator, where as soon as you see it, you get it. Yeah, I don't it's, even. I don't even think he says anything. I think it is funny because he pulls out the little handkerchief in his back pocket and wipe your wife's head. Just makes a little nod, like one word, like "Hey." Morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I don't mind that David Ortiz is moving on. That's fine. All right. So now, staying in the same region, we have now. The New Jersey Devil Elevator eight seed versus the Red Sox Yankees rivalry six seed, and once again, as being even though I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm gonna stay with the I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this one with the eight seed, the New Jersey Devil Elevator. Once again, as I said earlier, not much to it. It's simple, few words, and it's it's hilarious. Logan. It's funny, a six versus eight in the Elite Eight here. Uh, very reminiscent of this year's tournament. Uh, but I'm <laughs> going the underdog in this situation with you, Morgan. Uh, again, love the, both these commercials, but I'm giving the edge to the New, New Jersey Devil Elevator commercial. <laughs> well, it's over at this point, but I'd like to point out that the uh, uh, I'm never going to vote for a, a New Jersey situation over a Boston situation. And I'd also like to point out that most of the New Jersey teams uh, end up losing in the Elite Eight anyways. <clears throat> St. Peter's. So I will uh, just just go ahead and leave that there. <laughs> okay. Well, you lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, says that uh, the New Jersey Devil Elevator is moving on to the Final Four. All right, on to the next region, Anchors and Americans. First up, we have the one seed, Steve Cole, Steve Austin, and Dan Patrick commercial. Dan Patrick takes a chair to Stone Cold's back. Going up against Scott Van Pelt and his nickname, The Bedwetter, would included Adrian Peterson all day. This is a tough one because they're both funny. And also being a Dan Patrick fan, um, uh, I'm going to have to take myself last on this one and think about this one. Logan, I'm going to let you go first. Look, I think Scott Van Pelt is a great talent. 
and I won't hold it against him that he's a University of Maryland grad, but this one's this one's not a competition for me. Stone Cold Steve Austin is such a big part of my childhood. Uh, I can't go against the Texas Rattlesnake. So, you know, toughest SOB in the WWF moves on if it's up to me. You watch his TV show with the ranch where it was like the tough, tough ranch. I've seen like an episode of it. Uh, (laughs) I've given all his TV shows at least one episode. (laughs) Angle. Yeah, this is an easy one for me, actually. Surprisingly. Uh, Here's why. I just checked. Scott Van Pelt is uh, this is his only entry. And the uh, Sweet 16 here are of of the ones we have left. It's very simple. Uh, this isn't even the funniest Dan Patrick commercial. So I'm, it's easy. I'm going Scott Van Pelt, especially because it's Masters Week. And you're right. We all do make mistakes. Some of us do good. <laughs> well, as you reminded me, there is more than one Dan Patrick left here to, to vote for. And it's not the funniest one. You know, it, it, it is. Yeah, it did give it a good chuckle, but it's not the funniest one. The bedwetter one is is much funnier, and it just the little side cracks. So they walk by like, "Hey, what's so bedwetter?" <laughs> so I gotta go, to Scott Van Pelt on this one. It's the bedwetter nickname. I do want to take a point to to say that this is a travesty that Stone Cold <laughs> was eliminated in the Sweet Sixteen uh, in favor of a bedwetting joke. So no, this is going, this is, this is just like Dustin with Alan Jackson last year. This is going to be my point that I'm, I'm going to hammer home. Stone Cold was screwed. Who's setting this bracket up? Vince McMahon. Yeah, well, you know what? Next, next, next year, because we're going to do it again next year. We will bring him back and put him up against <laughs> a much easier, you know, boring commercial. And it'll let him just like Duke ride the way all the way to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or UNC, whichever one, you know. <laughs> we would have to get in the tournament for for us to yeah. be able to That's if you don't turn it down first. Anyway, um next up we have the three seed John Anderson and B Wombach soccer injury where he falls to the ground and barely touched and says he won't be able to work for a whole week. Um Going up against the number seven, the seventh seed, Celtics Big Three needs a nickname. Um, this one's easy for me. The, the Celtics one was, was was funny, but once again, the soccer one, like the New Jersey Devil one, has always been one of my favorite ones. Every time it came on, and I'm not thrilled with the with the Ambi Wambach one, Logan. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna vote for soccer under any circumstance. I, that was the era that I watched the NBA. Like I remember the big, big to do that was made about the the big three, and you know Stuart Scott, RIP. The man was so talented. Even if again, I'm not going to yeah. hold the fact that he was a UNC grad against him. Um, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. That was the NBA that I I watched yeah. probably the most. So I'm going with the big three in the seven seed. I hear you, Ryan. I- I was literally just looking at my wife's desk drawers here for a coin because that's that's how how little I care about this. I was going to take a, a page out of Dustin's book and in, in memoriam of Dustin missing this week, but um, we're a modern couple, and apparently we don't have any coins. So, 
Oh, you have one. All right, all right. Flip it for me. Flip it for me. Tell me we which got, side. We got, we got the uh, the shamrock on one side and Gaelic on the other side here. So, where's that coin from? Uh, daycare. They had a on March seventeenth. One of the teachers hit a bunch of coins in the backyard and said a leprechaun hid them everywhere, and the kids had to go on a magic hunt for them. Daddy daycare meets bracket challenge. So, all right. So, what do you want to say? Shamrock is uh, John Anderson, and Gaelic is uh, Celtics. Shamrock is, is the Celtics. It's already in the. All right. Can't see that. Gaelic. Oh, Gaelic wins. Right. So we're we're voting for so soccer. Being- now we could also, you know. I had to remind myself, you know, we, we could just just say the hell with it and 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 move Stu, Stu Scott on. <laughs> no, because Stuart Scott's much funnier than John Anderson. I'm a. Uh, uh, all right, so we got what? We got the five C versus the three C, right? We got to figure yeah. out. So, I'm going bedwetter on this one. <laughs> it's easy. They, they, this one's easy. Logan. So while I think bedwetter is funny, I'm going to channel my inner, inner Dustin <clears throat> and I'm going to also channel Larry David. And this is going to be a spite vote. I'm going with the soccer one. <laughs> Angle. Do you have the music, Logan, that you can play in the background? The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the curb your enthusiasm theme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is easy. It's 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 the bedwetter one. Come on, no none of them wanted soccer in there. Although I will point out the fact that they are making fun of soccer is hysterical, yes. and that's why it's funny. Uh, at least at least they know their audience. <laughs> <laughs> now, would the big three go had the if the big three had gone against the bedwetter? Who would have won? The bedwetter one's pretty fun. Yeah. All right, next up, we're now moving on to the locker room behavior region. First up is the one seed, Dan Patrick, has Danica Patrick's card towed from his from his spot because it just says D. Patrick. So, <laughs> honest mistake. <laughs> Versus Kobe and Keyshawn go to rookie camp. This, oh man, this is the. This is a tough one, but uh, once again, I'm going to take myself last on this one, Logan. I'm going with Dan Patrick, toes Danica Patrick's car. Um, this I remember this one from when I was in middle school around that time period. I thought it was hilarious back then. still think it's funny. Honest mistake. <laughs> Angel. Uh, I R.I.P. Kobe. Um, him pretending for the commercial to be some nice, sweet natured boy, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just, just eager to be there and, and just, that's part, that was part of the whole joke with the commercial. Cause oh, they're yeah. trying to be tough guys and they're both actually tough guys in real life. And they're trying to be choir boys in the commercial. Yeah. Like the whole, like, yeah. I mean, we all know black mom and everything else, but at the same time, um, 
The image of Danica Patrick's car on the tow truck is what does it for me. It's not even the joke of the of their names being similar. It's the image of her standing there. And for those that don't know, she's really short. And then her just throwing her arms up in the air while the tow truck is taking her very, and I'm not talking about the car. I'm talking about the Indy 500 car that's about 27 feet long. Getting away in front of her, like the physical comedy of that, it's hysterical. So I'm going with it. It makes me chuckle every time I think of the commercial. So I'm going with Patrick. I'm going with it, but it's more it's 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 Dan Patrick's nonchalant, just like calm demeanor of like you know being kind of like a jackass almost. Like, oh well, I mean it's my parking spot. <laughs> um I gotta go with one seat as well, Dan 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 Patrick. So he was on with uh of course now I'm gonna put myself on the spot. He was on with a longtime baseball writer on his show last week and the guy made the a joke about Dan Patrick's hair and Dan Patrick like it was like something got triggered in him and and everybody thought he was messing or everybody thought he was being a jerk and he was just messing around but it's yeah. funny there's like stories and Twitter and what the hell's wrong with Dan Patrick because he basically fired back at everybody he was like I built the place and uh so like <laughs> that that arrogance that is false arrogance that he's just pretending to have. I mean, I'm sure he has an ego, but that arrogance is what's on display in this commercial. And that's why it's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, here's another tough one. Um, you got the three seed John Clayton finishing his segment and what appears to be his room upstairs at his mom's house. And then throws on, you know, he got this, this fake ponytail, whatever going on. And you hear, you know, he turns on Slayer and just lays on his bed eating, you know, uh, Chinese takeout or whatever, screaming, ah, I'm done with my assignments. Going up against a very funny one as well. Adventary keeps forgetting that he has all his Super Bowl rings on, trying to go through the metal detector with Jim Kelly in the background, waiting to go through to get to his flight and just getting irritated because we all know Jim Kelly uh, had four tries, four in a row, and couldn't get fitted for a ring either time. Um, But I'm going to go with John Clayton uh, on this one. Uh, Logan? Both funny, but I'm going with John Clayton just because just the, the drastic change in scenery. Yeah. That goes from signing off and then <laughs> sitting in his room and, and Slayer's playing is hilarious. Angle. I would have voted for Vinatieri because I think it's funny, but um, and not even. And by the way, I, he's on the Colts. If I remember correctly in the commercial, but um, so it's not just it's not just a pass thing. Obviously, he won his ring there. I would have voted for that one just because. God bless Jim Kelly for having the self-awareness and the self-humor to be involved in that commercial. That's got to If I went to, if I went, if I went and watched my team play in a Super Bowl and they lost, like in the building, I would be upset. I can't imagine playing in the game, losing four straight times. And then somebody being like, Hey, you know, what's funny. Let's be in a commercial about how you lost. Like, <laughs> good. So just for that, good on Jim Kelly for doing it. But it sounds like Clayton, which is a hysterical ad, and it's definitely one of the um, the classics. It sounds like that one's moving on. 
All right. So now that leaves us with Dan Patrick towing Danica Patrick's car against John Clayton and Slayer. And while I love Slayer and think that John Clayton is funny in this one, um, I'm rolling with DP. Logan? It's the one seed for a reason. Dan Patrick. Angle? One seed. All right, we got a one seed moving on. May have been the shortest I've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) What's that? That may have been the shortest thing I've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's bring us on to our last region uh, on campus. We got the one seed, once again, Dan Patrick. And he sends Rich Eisen down to the minors, a middle school uh, for – to kind of get you get back to his roots of being a broadcaster and, and, you know, trying to be better going up against the four seed Oregon duck, who is miserable at his desk working and looks out the window at a bunch of other ducks swimming around a pond and having fun. And he reminisces about a better time in his life. Um, While this one is similar kind of to the New Jersey devil, where there's not much content, you know, doing this when there's no no speaking at all but there's not much to it it just is you know, it's simple and that's why I think that's one of the reasons why it's funny is there's not much to it but for me it's going to be it's going to be the rich eyes one being sent down to the minors and it's mainly from DP's just his demeanor about just shitting on on rich eyes and um, Logan so I love the analogy with the Oregon duck commercial of basically like being an adult and how it's robotic versus like, you know, looking back and seeing younger kids and everything playing and just being carefree. It's a hilarious commercial, but I also love the baseball nod of sending someone down to the minors for rehab assignments. And, you know, maybe they haven't weren't performing. So they get sent down to triple a. Um, so <laughs> DP sending rich eyes into the minors gets my vote. Angle. Apparently, you guys are not miserable enough at your jobs to find Oregon Duck funny. Uh, some of us, as I previously mentioned on this podcast, have to stare out the window at people doing, uh, having fun at the pool and doing other things. So I I find the uh, the guy getting, uh, I find Rich Eisen getting sent to the Polk Middle School, as I believe what it was, to do the morning announcements hysterical. Also, the fact that he has hair in the commercial is still pretty funny. So I'm fine with that one seed moving on. That's a subtle four with Oregon Duck. That's a subtle four. Yeah. All All I can say to that is at least you have windows at work. I don't have windows. I got windows. I got two. They don't open. (laughs) I should count my blood things. I I work from home. (laughs) We do have golden tea now, so that's kind of cool in the office. But that's awesome. My my boss has a, an old school Pac Man arcade game in his in his office. Occasionally, go down there and he's got rag where you just open it up and you can drop in a quarter, get your quarterback, and play the game. Yeah, it's it's cool to have that because golden tea is a lot of fun. Everybody's been playing that like on the last thirty minutes of the day if we're not super busy. And then we were told today we're also getting NBA Jam soon. Ooh, very cool. 
Very cool. Nice. Um, Does anyone in your office slam into the golden tee and do the thing with their with the ball of their wrist where they like hit the thing so it just drives as far as physically possible while basically humping the machine? <laughs> All of us. <laughs> it's the only way to play golden tee. I didn't know if that was still a thing or not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have like the old school arcade machine. Okay. All right. I'm showing my age, but yeah, we had that in college. I don't know how, how when it came about, but back in back in college for sure. You, you yeah, and people would just like basically literally hump the arcade machine, <laughs> throw their body into it so it would drive as far as possible. The the golf shot. <clears throat> for those that don't know what golden tea is, and you're confusing it with golden eye. <laughs> All right, so the last part of on campus is the six seed Ovi as a Russian spy versus the two seed Arnold Palmer makes a drink at the cafeteria. Um, out of the, all the ones that are left, these two are probably the least funniest to me. Um, no, no disrespect to any Capital fans or Arnold Palmer fans, but. Um, Logan, what are you thinking? You know, it is Masters weekend, but the Arnold Palmer is a crappy drink to begin with. Um, and I, I actually love this OV commercial, the Russian spy aspect of it. He's in there in the dark, and then he gets pulled up into the ceiling. Love that. I think it's hilarious. So it's it's the Ovechkin commercial. Angle? Morgan, I'm not going to make it easy on you. When I was watching Arnold Palmer, the commercial walking along with his caddy going through the cafeteria and he makes his little drink. First of all, the fact that they literally got Arnold, Arnold Palmer in the commercial is awesome. Just the fact that he flew to wherever he needed to fly, if, if it's actually the cafeteria, I don't know, and did this is is spot on. Scott Van Pelt, I guess I forgot that he was in the commercial, leans in at the end of it and basically goes, that was awesome. And the fact that he's whispering because he, you know, it's an awesome. It's, it's, it's funny to me, and, and you also picked the Thursday of Masters uh, <laughs> week to ask me this question, and Arnold Palmer literally kicked off the Masters um, this morning. So uh, for me, it's the two seed. <laughs> so you decide. I'm going to roll. I'm, I'm going to go with the two seed, Arnold Palmer, because that does have a little bit more humor in it than, than the OV one, I, I think. That, that, like I said, that's just my opinion on that. Um, I forget the goalie for the Capitals, but he's also Russian. The guy that's pulling him up from the scene. Uh, yeah. Scene. yeah. <laughs> but it, it wouldn't have matter who, who won that one because as now we have to pick one here, DP sitting Rich Eisenstein Miners versus Arnold Palmer's drink to move on to the Final Four. And for me, it's going to be the Dan Patrick commercial. Logan? Yeah, in terms of tea related drinks i prefer the mason dixon the half sweet half unsweet arnold palmer once again not a good drink don't know why people like lemonade in their tea um yeah rich eisen going to the minors angle well we've already got two votes for rich eisen going to the minors so that's what it is however uh arnold palmer great golfer i agree with you logan there's no reason for lemonade to be mixed with really, quite frankly, anything. I don't need lemonade at all. 
like mm-hmm. without lemonade and orange juice, all they kind of tend to do is ruin things. So, hi, yes, I'll have a mimosa. Please hold the orange juice. Hi, yes, I'll have a, I'll have an Arnold Palmer. Please hold the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, otherwise, I can just have a John Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> so, there we go. That's our fourth. Right. And so next week we will have um video the actual video queued up for, for all four of these. And get make it a little more interesting with the uh with the picks for next week. Yep, next week's championship week on Miserable and Reckless with the This Is Sports Center Bracket Challenge. Um <laughs> in the description, excuse me, the pollen. Morgan Pollen, am I right? Um it be sure to check the description of this podcast. There's a link that says click here to leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think of the final four here for the, this is sports center challenge. Um, if you think anybody got snubbed like stone cold, we'd love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show. Um, and uh, be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple podcast and Amazon and check out the website, miserable dash reckless.com for blog content and merch. Um, we're without, Dustin this week, but for this week on Ms. Bro and Reckless, I'm Logan. It's in there with Morgan and Ryan. We'll see you next time. <laughs>